You're listening to the show with Sam and Joe. This is episode two for May 22nd, 2014. This week, I have got some stories about a new wristband that carries your favorite scents, a same-sex marriage fiasco with a new Nintendo game, and some updates on Beyonce, Solange, and Jay-Z. And I have some stories about the winner of Eurovision, new Japanese pop music, Lindsay Lohan, of course, and a new anti-loneliness cafe. So stick around for the The show. show. All right, so who should go first? You... You, me or you? Oh, God. <laughs> the decisions. Well, what, what, um, which one do you want to start out with? Like, if. Here, I'll give you, I'll give you choices. Okay. You want to hear about space smells, Solange and Beyonce, or Tomodachi Life? Um, let's start off with Tomodachi Life. I, lo- I knew I lo- you would lo- pick that. Because <laughs> I'm, because I'm a dumb shit. Have you heard about this? Well, I've heard a little bit about it. Okay, but... well, this is um, from CBSNews.com, mm-hmm. and it's titled, Nintendo Apologizes for Response to Same-Sex Controversy. Oh, Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you know the new game, Tomodachi Life? Yes. It's coming out at some point. Yes, yeah, soon. I, I have no idea. <laughs> but um, you can get married in the game. You, like, live your life in the game. It's a life simulator or whatever. Mm-hmm. But same-sex couples cannot get married. What? Right. Apparently, they cannot get married. So, Nintendo came under fire from, like, gay rights organizations. And, of course. You're right. They said all this stuff about it. Um, but Nintendo said, we apologize for disappointing many people by failing to include same-sex relationships in Tomodachi life. Ooh. And they said, unfortunately, it's not possible for us to change this game's design because um, it was a significant development, blah, 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 blah. Um but they did say if they released future Tomodachi Life games, they would want, they would include it. Okay. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's essentially a life simulator. I, I, I remember reading a little bit about this. I watch a, um, a couple on YouTube that um, the girl's from America and she married a Japanese man and they both live in Japan and they're students there. And I remember a long time ago, they did a playthrough um, on their 3DS of this game. Of Tomodachi Life? Of Tomodachi Life. Of course, um, Tomodachi Life, um, it's now just getting released in the US, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure since they, I think they did this playthrough like oh, at least three months ago. Yeah, and, this says it was released last year in yeah. Japan, so it's been a while. Yeah, and that, that happens with import releases because they have to yeah. go through the, the translation department and stuff like that. But um, it's actually really interesting because... I, I when I heard about this when you brought this up again I remembered that yeah like I've seen a little bit about this before and I watched a, I didn't like watch all of their videos but I watched a few of their playthroughs and it was really interesting it's like this it's like the sims mixed with animal crossing with this like weird japanese humor and it's like it's, it, looks it looks so really much fun, fun. yeah but now I I'm not sure I'm going to well like I would love to play it mm-hmm. But I want to marry, like, a Zac Efron character in it. I know, right? <laughs> like, in The Sims, when I play The Sims, everyone in my Sims town is gay. Yeah, of course. That's just how it is. Because <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's who you are. That's my ideal world right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, exactly. It just, I I understand. And apparently, you, you like, um, you unlock more content when you're married in the game. Like, oh. you get more stuff. So, it, it's not just, like, a... You know, you can't get married, but you can still do everything. It's like oh. you can't get married, and it's like how you, when you do, can't get married in the state, and you can't get tax benefits or something. Yeah, so you like know? it's it's kind of a requirement in order to progress through the game, right? That, that's that's the impression I get in this article. At oh, least. I didn't know about that. Yeah, so wow. it's a big deal. Wow, and Nintendo also said. We are committed to advancing our longtime company values of fun and entertainment for everyone. Mm. And then that's where they said they pledge if there's a next installment, they will strive to make it a experience that's, quote, more inclusive and better represents all players. I think so, that's, I mean, I, I good on Nintendo for like... And, yeah, good on Nintendo for saying that. Yeah, for, for saying that. But I, when I think about it, like, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm a very geeky person and like we're both very into technology and I, mm-hmm. I played video games like forever growing up. Like I remember playing like the super Nintendo with my dad and he like really got me into video games. Cause we were like super nerdy, but 
kind of I know a little bit about like how the video game industry works in that sense, and um, it's important to remember that like like the cultural differences between America and Japan is like the reason yeah, why this the is article even also a talks thing. about that as well. Yeah, yeah, and so it's but also at the same time, I you know there have been for years and years now. Like, there are almost never prominently gay figures in video games. Exactly. But and that's a problem. It is a problem. But there are usually, like in life simulator games, mm-hmm. you almost always have the option. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I, so it's just, yeah. it's, I don't know, It's it seems like a really big step backwards. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you're true. You're, that, that's very true in that one. Mm-hmm. But... I'm I'm just trying to think of like but yeah the cultural thing yeah yeah the cultural thing and like I think the reason why this is happening and what people need to understand <clears throat> is that I mean a on a first level it sucks that like um, you can't have same sex relations in this game I think that's you know kind of ludicrous in this day and age um, but I uh, what I assume that a lot of people are are trying to fi- figure out and understand is like well, why can't they just add it in like why can't they just make it a feature yeah they say that. Um... It's too far. Like it, they say right now that they can't even patch it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's unpatchable. So, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know how development stuff works. So that may be a very complicated process, and it is really impossible. But yeah, I don't know. Can't you just like patch it? Yeah, I mean, that... <laughs> that's my solution for every game. <laughs> just patch problem. it. Just patch it up. Just patch no, it. No, I I definitely understand that. Um, I'm just I'm trying to think of like I think the reason why that they're that they're going down this path is that Nintendo of Japan. And Nintendo of America are both, like, you know, owned by Nintendo, but they're both different companies and they both have different values because they're both in different countries. And how the development cycle usually goes with um, games, especially games that originate in Japan, which there's, you know, most of the games, is the game is made, like, all the plot development, all the development in character design, all the game structure, all the coding is done in Japan and then the the game is sent over to a translation team in the US and right. and they redo all of the dialogue and they do like do some little patches for like bugs and stuff but the underlying code like the underlying source code for these games is usually unchangeable right. um, because it's it kind it's a closed source kind of situation it's and they only have just access a to translating yeah it, it, it's it just... it's a it's a very like only translating like because they i mean they want it to be the same game like they don't they don't nintendo of japan doesn't want to send over a game and then have it be something completely different and have you know nintendo of america to have 100 percent complete creative control and changing whatever so they kind of close that off so i understand that so i mean it's it sucks that sucks and i i had no idea that this this you know i'm gonna call it a bug because it kind of is a bug that the situation like is required like you kind of need to get married in <laughs> to another tomodachi or whatever in order to progress <laughs> through the game like i didn't i had no idea that that was even a a thing i thought it was only like an optional like thing well according to this article like you get more out of the game yeah when you're married like there are other things you unlock or whatever yeah um oh but God, i don't know sucks. i mean i obviously haven't played it I i'm no i'm wondering you know, if that's, I mean, I, since it's, you said it was on like CBS News or something. This is, the article on this is from CBSNews.com. Yeah. So it's like, it's getting some mainstream press. So I'm, I'm assuming this yeah. is, this is going to hit the, the sales in the US and American market harder. I would assume, mm-hmm. you know, I also, I heard another rumor that um, when the game first came out in Japan, it allowed same sex marriages. I think this was only just a rumor though. And it was like a miscommunication between mm-hmm people in different countries but um and then nintendo patched it to where they would only allow same sex or no no they they would they would only allow opposite sex yeah heterosexual marriages marriages. yeah heterosexual marriages hopefully that's not true because that's really shady yeah and i I don't i think that was just like a rumor yeah but see i also don't know a lot about um how homosexuality is dealt with in japan that's true i don't really know a lot about it either you know i read i read a lot of manga Mm mm-hmm and a lot of the manga that I read, I don't read a lot of like straight up. Is it called Yaoi? Yeah, I yaoi. I know how to pronounce it. <laughs> it's Yaoi. <laughs> but I read a lot of. I've read a lot of boys' love, like mm-hmm. Gravitation, um, and so it's I. You know, I I see the, I see that, there's at least some sort of, 
homosexuality culture. Yeah. I know marriage is not legal there. Yeah, definitely not. But it's not legal everywhere here either. That's true. Yeah, you know, when you come to think of it, it's really interesting coming from a more Western standpoint that, yeah, there is yaoi and there is a lot of like, you know, homoerotica when it comes to manga and anime right. in Japan. And I'm, I'm wondering if Yeah, them... Sailor, in Sailor Moon, um, not in the American dub, mm-hmm. but in the original, you know, um, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune. Are they together? They're together. And oh. then I think, I think someone's going to like yell at me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the American dub, there I never watched the dub. I only read the anime mm-hmm. or read the manga, but um, they're cousins. Oh. Yeah, which made for a little bit of weirdness in that some would of be, the scenes. Yeah, because like the animation's already done and they're like probably a little intimate. Yeah, yeah, they're probably a little intimate. Closer than you would be with your cousin. Yeah. Oof. Hopefully. Hopefully. I don't know. I'm from Arkansas, so I mean, who I've knows? seen some things. I mean, yeah, I, I could go on and on about like that that homoerotica in Japan because now that I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it, I just like I, I wonder if it's if it's more of a like fantasy thing. More of like a fetish, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Ooh. I don't know. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to research that for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, that's that's really interesting. But I have something, something almost as interesting. It has to do with the gay community. It has to All do right. with the winner of Eurovision. Do you know anything yeah, about Eurovision? Yeah. Well, I know from a lot of what you post on your Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And some of our other friends post on Tumblr, and I watch the winners' performances, but yeah. that's about it. Well, um, Eurovision happens every year, I believe. And I, I mean, I'm no Eurovision expert. We have a mutual friend that is a Eurovision expert. Derek. So, Derek, if you're listening. <laughs> um, and so I don't want to say anything that, like, would offend someone who is completely like, into Eurovision. But the reason yell why... yell at us later. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why that I'm, I'm really kind of into Eurovision this year is because the winner of Eurovision 2014 um, is a drag queen named Conchita Verst, and she hails from Vienna, Austria. And I was like, this is interesting. And it was all over the news, and I was like, okay, like, what is this? Now, the reason why I kind of got attached to the story is that I watch this... uh, this show on Logo TV called RuPaul's Drag Race. I know that you're obsessed with it. And I am obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race. I've been watching since, I I think since season three started coming out, um, our, our our other mutual friend Greg got me hooked on it. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a couple years ago. And I'd heard it through the grapevine, but I never really jumped on the bandwagon because I was like... I was ignorant. I was like kind of freaked out by men dressing up as women. And the only reason why I was freaked out is because I like literally had no idea like who these people were. And I was just legitimately 100% ignorant. And so I, that like converted into fear. But after Mm -hmm. I like, I, after I jumped the plank and I dove into the waters of RuPaul's Drag Race, I have never seen like the most, they're literally the most confident like they have bigger balls than anyone else in the world. I didn't know a lot about drag culture until, um, well, when I was doing the radio show, I interviewed, um, I think the first, oh, I'm going to say it wrong. <laughs> it's going to be really <laughs> bad. <laughs> the first like drag queen, Miss America Ooh. winner, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying it totally wrong. I already know that. But it has but, something um, to do with the drag community. Right, right, right. Um, and she was from Arkansas. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's I got cool. Interviewer, and then, like, that's when I first started learning a lot more about drag culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just so cool. Yeah, it it's is. It's great. It it's inspires confidence. It, it is. It's a, it's a very, like, because, you know, it's, it's one thing to be gay in the world. And it's another thing to be gay and to be, like, dressing up as, like, the opposite gender and having that be a a sort of like huge stigma in our society and just it's it's giving this big fuck you to a lot of people and being like I can do whatever I want and there's no reason why that I shouldn't be doing this you can't tell me what to do and it's a very like f you to the establishment sort of scenario and it just like the, the there are subsets of communities in in 
everywhere across the world, across cultures, across genders and across sexualities. And, you know, the gay community is this huge, vast pool. And then you have this drag community that like, once you jump in, like there's so much more, like it's crazy. But anyways, I'm going to digress to um, back to Eurovision because um, so the winner of Eurovision is this drag queen named Conjita Verst. And um, she is from Austria and she sang this song called um, Rise Like a Phoenix. Yeah. You, you can find, it's cool. You can, you can find it on YouTube and it is like the epitome of a James Bond theme. Like it is so perfect. Ooh, that, oh, I didn't even think about right? that. That like, is like I, perfect. I, I, I want it to be a, like a Bond theme so bad because it fits so oh. well. And it's just like, it just, all the emotions come out and it's just like, oh, it makes my, my spine tingle. The, the, um, Conchita verse performances are the only ones that I watch. Yeah, actually, and um, <laughs> I understand the um, the special effects and stuff, like the wings of fire. Yeah, like they go all out. Like the, the budget that they have great. for Eurovision is like infinite. It's absolutely yeah. amazing, and they like, it was the coolest all the live videos. performance. Yeah, it was really amazing. Like they had like water falling, and she had this giant, like you said, this giant like fire wing. Thing projected and on the back and it was just like awesome but so what have i only saw a little bit of the public's reaction mm-hmm. have you read any of it yeah i have so um austria was like when she flew back well another thing to to mention is a lot of drag performers when they're dressing up as their character and their their character is is more feminine or they they classify their character as female usually you refer to that that drag persona as she um even though that biologically conchita verst is like a man when conchita verst is conchita verst like the drag performer it's referred to as she so i'm gonna i'm gonna say she so when she flew back to austria she was met in the airport by like swarms of fans that were Aww. like singing the song to her when she was getting off the plane. Or, like the press was there, and it was like this huge, awesome, just like a really amazing like acceptance. And you could really feel the love coming from from Austria, which was really awesome. But what was what was really interesting is during the voting. So each country votes in Eurovision. And, you know, you have semifinals and finals and stuff. But due to all of the um, kind of homophobia and all of the, you know, really discrimination towards LGBT people in Russia, um, Russia was, like, severely offended. And, like, Vladimir Putin made a statement about Conchita, like, saying... I didn't know about that. Yeah, so, like, Vladimir Putin, like, said something about Eurovision and Conchita. Like, I don't really remember... I don't remember the quote verbatim, but... um, it was not cute. And mm. um, yeah, it was, it's just really interesting because this, this, it just, this persona and this kind of Phoenix that represents kind of this gender equality, you know, drag right. equality, even kind of bending into the, the trans community, that equality. It's just really interesting from my perspective, you know, being very, you know, rather familiar with drag culture and, you know, being part of the gay community and just seeing like a lot of these people just shun her and just discriminate against this like really awesome feat that happened. Like a drag queen won this like, you know, Euro competition that's been going on for, you know, almost a hundred years. This song contest has been happening. Well, it sounds like, one step forward for that. Yeah. Uh, one step back for Tomodachi life. Yeah. So we're evening <laughs> out, apparently. So yeah. So well, I, I rambled about Eurovision. So what's what's your next story? Um. Okay. I've got one about this new wearable band that brings Earth sense. I can't say that word very well. <laughs> to, to space. To this wait. From, what? Here, I'll I'll tell you about it. Okay. This is from gadgets.com. dot mm-hmm. Um, and they, they give a little background info. They say, it said that smell is one of the senses that's most closely related to memories, blah, blah, blah. Um, and astronauts like miss smells in space Mm. and they like sort of, I think I read in the article somewhere that like their, their sense of smell might dull a little. Ooh. I don't know. But anyway, 
There's this new band called the Senti Eight. Senti Eight. Senti Eight. <laughs> and it's a wristband and it has cones and LEDs on it and icons next to the cones that tell you what scent you're going to smell. And then a quick burst of steam from the cone releases the aroma. And oh. the cartridges are apparently replaceable and they're controlled with a smartphone app. I guess people have smartphones in space. I didn't know this. I either. had no idea they had service up there. But. <laughs> I know. You wouldn't think the signal would be very great. <laughs> That's really um, interesting. But I guess it's also not just for astronauts. Yeah. It says it lets you share sense with faraway friends. So I don't, I don't know how it really makes the sense. It doesn't say how, like, how it mixes them or how you get them or whatever. I mean, um, that's weird. It says, apart from the novelty factor, it can be used to keep astronaut senses sharp while in space. So because it says their okay. senses numb. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming that this is, like, this was developed for, like, for astronauts. Well, I'm not sure if it was, but they're saying that it, it that's what it sort of can be used for. Oh, okay, well. so they're they want it to be kind of applied towards that area, but it, but right. they're they're kind of like you can do what public you can do whatever you want with this. If you had three cents that you would like remember and would trigger memories, oh. can you think of three? I can. I think, got three. I I think I so I'll I I have three. One okay. one would be, um my grandparents house if i could bottle that scent <laughs> really yeah i'm weird well we, we spent like a lot of holidays there and a lot of christmases and oh, okay so we had a lot it's... of like family bonding there so i have like really good memories over there and it, it smells like, like so it smells like, good not yeah, it, like no 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 it, it smells, it smells okay. good it's not like dead people like they're old but they aren't dead i'm glad you said it <laughs> so I have, I have that one i have um the the scent of lilacs because my that's pretty gay uh, you know <laughs> we're getting gayer and by gay i mean homosexual very, not derogatory not derogatory we're saying not... gay in the best way possible <laughs> i mean very just homosexual very very homo lilacs because um my parents have a a, a kind of a hedge of lilacs that they bloom kind of in the late spring and early summer and i'm i'm at this point right now where i'm, I'm kind of missing my parents like i'm getting really gay um, so that one's at your parents' house? Yeah, so that one's at my parents' okay. house. And then um, pizza, because you can never... Oh, God. Imagine, imagine <laughs> bottling pizza and just like, I want to smell pizza. But see, pizza I don't right have... Now. That doesn't trigger memories for me. Because oh. I've eaten pizza so many places and so many... <laughs> like, every day of my life that it just... It would just trigger nothing. Mm, it would trigger me salivating. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? Do you have anything specific? All right, the first one would probably be um, my mom's perfume. Oh. And I never know that, like, I never really knew that she wore perfume until I smelled, like, the bottle of it. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's, like, I never noticed my mom had this smell. But I think she wears Clinique Happy. Okay. Which is, you know, just uh, super generic or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. I smelled the bottle once and I was like, wow. Like, it's like my mom is right here. Oh. Um, the second one is another cologne, but when I lived in Philly and I was working at Allure Magazine in New York, mm-hmm. um, someone made me a custom cologne. Oh, really? Like, someone who was studying to be like a, I don't even know what they're called, perfumologist. <laughs> We're just going to go with that. We're going to go with that. He made me like this this scent like this personal scent and he gave it to me and i used to wear it all the time because it was in the middle of summer and i would like come into work sweating after carrying a whole bunch of stuff so i would spray myself down in the bathroom Mm. and i kept like i knew i would never have that smell again so i kept Mm -hmm. a little bit of it (gasps) yeah and so i can like whenever i smell that bottle it's like my brain is instantly back in new york city and it's instantly back at Allure magazine and oh my god it's, it's crazy it's really like it interesting is... that like that sense really can trigger these memories that yeah. that just like are that they become so vivid like i have that with like like seasonal things like when it's summer like i think different things entirely than i do in the winter because like the trees are blossoming and the flowers are blossoming and pollens everywhere and all these different senses and it it Sometimes I just feel like a completely different person. How it's, about it's like um, when I first feel the cold? You know how you feel the cold in your nose? Oh, yeah. Um, 
I, that takes me back to Philly because oh. I used I walked around so much in the cold all the time, mm-hmm. and and I just sort of associate the cold in my nose with being in Philly. It's weird. Oh, that's good. But my last scent, yeah, okay. Um, and I actually really enjoy this smell. Is dead skunk? Are no, <laughs> get out, I get out it. right it now. It reminds me of Arkansas. <laughs> that is. So stereotypical. Like I can't when, I can't even deal with like, you right I now. I just like, you know how when if you're driving down the road, you smell a dead skunk, you'll roll down the window to get out of the car or whatever. I'm like, no, let's trap this. Let's oh, someone bottle this. Remind for me never please. to ride in a car with you ever. <laughs> I will I will drive us into a river. It's almost always the first thing I smell when I land back in Arkansas. And it is <sighs> when I flew out on mm-hmm. this past week on the way to the airport, I smelled dead skunk and I was like, oh, I'm gonna miss us so much. <laughs> See, my reaction would be like, "I'm so glad I'm getting the hell out of here. Like, I'm, I'm no. over it." You're making I'm it sound so like that there's to it. that there's this like eternal skunk smell of Arkansas that just like lingers <laughs> 365 days a year. If I could like bottle that smell, I probably would not spray it on myself simply because I'm sure that would repulse people, and then I, I would get used to it. I don't want to. But I would, I would like smell it every night. Oh, before my I go God. to bed and dream of home. You have a skunk fetish. <laughs> You've heard it here, folks. Joe has a skunk. You fetish. heard it here first. Oh my God, oh, that's disgusting, right. but also like eerily charming. <laughs> Thank you. Good on you. Good on I, you. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Eerily charming. Eerily, eerily much charming. Better. Well, let's let's dive away from the skunk smell. Yeah, what do you got? I have Lindsay Lohan, and we've. I wanted to talk to you about Lindsay Lohan for weeks now. For but, the, the documentary, right? Yeah, for the documentary, the the docu series that was on the Oprah Winfrey Network. If if you guys don't understand, Oprah did this. So it was like how many episodes was it? Like ten episodes? There were, I think, ten. Yeah. Yeah, this ten episode kind of docu-series where expose yeah like her first getting out of rehab yeah and it was it was really interesting and i i i was like excited at first but then my emotions kind of changed as the as the documentary was going through and i've i've saved talking about this i mean i i haven't i wanted to talk to you about this before but i i wanted to wait until we were uh we were recording this because i really want to get your opinion on all of the shit that went down on Lindsay. so spoilers alert um, if you haven't seen Lindsay, we're going to probably talk about everything that happens in the docuseries. Yeah. Okay. So my initial impression of the show, like I was addicted from day one. I, Same. My DVR recorded it every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episode was so boring. Right. Like I almost didn't go on after the first episode. Mm-hmm. But then it was just like, I kind of got a feel of how it was going to be and how Lindsay was and or how she was on camera. I don't know if I can say how Lindsay really is. Still. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I really wanted to watch it and I really wanted to be on Team Lindsay. Same. But she just came across as a brat. Yeah. Like a spoiled brat. But then at the end of the series, like um, there was that one episode where she wouldn't she like wouldn't film for like two weeks or something. Or, yeah. I don't, I don't remember the situation, but then at the end of the series, she revealed that she like had a miscarriage at that point yeah. or something like that. And then there was the other situation where, um, you know, we got that news story about her writing a list of all of her supposed, allegedly writing a list of all of her sexual partners. Yeah. And that, that, that was for her rehab. For her, it was, it right. Was, it, was it was a rehabilitation rehab, thing. And she, she said that, you know, someone must've just, taking a picture of it when they were going through her boxes or which something. is so and shitty i know that really sucks but so it, it was kind of interesting to get those flip sides of the story yeah but at the same time she is she was such an unreliable narrator almost. really she was like i don't know how much i can believe her yeah kind of i want to believe her yeah. Like I, I have been rooting for Lindsay all these years. Actually, one of, her first CD is one of my favorites uh, CDs ever. <laughs> wait, is that the? I'm unfamiliar with the discography of Lindsay Lohan, which is the one has, with Rumors on it. That's the first CD. Okay, because yeah. I, I loved Rumors. It's probably that, the only song that I'm listening to hear, off that. You need to hear the whole CD. That CD like defines my 
I think it was 10th and 11th grade years in high school. I was literally You were probably like two years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but me and my me and my best friend would just drive everywhere and listen to that one CD on repeat mm-hmm. and sing the whole thing. But yeah. Yeah. So th- those are kind of my impressions. Yeah. I, I honestly, I was feeling pretty much the exact same thing. I really wanted to root for her. And I was excited about this, this kind of docuseries because I was like, okay, Oprah's behind it. Oprah, yeah. Oprah doesn't deal with no bullshit, okay? Like, and she even came on exactly, and, and Oprah came mm-hmm. on and kind of you know gave Lindsay a stern talking to about like you need to you know if you want to do this you need to do this right otherwise I'm not wasting my precious time on you because yeah. I'm Oprah. But I, I was flip flopping between feeling sorry for Lindsay yeah. and yeah, that's a big kind of, of being over like just kind of just like scoffing at her kind of the way that she was treating people and the way mm-hmm. that her unreliability was a huge thing because yeah and she would say one thing and then she like she would she would commit to something like there were photo shoots towards the end of the docuseries that she was doing with it, it was like l indonesia or something don't quote yeah. me on that but it was it was like it will mean a like good for you for getting a job, but like the fact that you the job that you got is for El Indonesia says something that you like that's all you can get. Like I'm sorry to throw shade on Lindsay Lohan, but you know if if I got a shoot, with, I want to be on El Indonesia. I, I know the, if, if you had an opportunity to be to be on El Indonesia or Arkansas I'd rather Weekly, be oh yeah, that's true. You would be on fucking time. Yeah, you wouldn't tell people I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there at noon and then get there at well, five. I, would, I mean, I'm just a very punctual person. I'd be on time for anything anyway. Like yeah. even if I was like throwing up in bed or something. <laughs> but that's just my personality. Mm-hmm. But you did you said going back to um part of what you said about like feeling bad for her. Yeah, like I, I didn't want to feel bad for her, but I did. Yeah, and I I it was she sort of made it very hard to feel bad for her at some points. Like yeah. I felt, I was like, oh, she's really had a rough life. Like I, I don't really know what she's gone through at home and mm-hmm. with her parents and stuff. She alluded to some stuff, yeah. but you can tell that really sort of messed with her. Yeah, it, it really did. And, um, you know, that, that made me be like, oh, you know, she has a reason she's acting like this, but how long can you excuse or how long, can that be an excuse in your life until you overcome it or something? Exactly. So I, don't, I don't know. And, and also, you know, she is, she was talking about her alcoholism and mm-hmm. like that being a real disease. Oh yeah. And you know, that's, that's a whole other ball game. That's a whole other something she's going to have to deal with probably forever. Exactly. Um, And so you want to feel bad for her because of these things, but it's she very it, flip floppy. She made it very difficult to feel bad for her. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It is, and it's just like I, I think if there's one theme that this docu series kind of drove home for me, it's just mm-hmm. that like like Lindsay is as complicated of a human being as the rest of us. Yeah, and like there really is more than the cover. You know, yeah. like she's, and more she's to, more than the news book. stories. Exactly. Yeah. Like and because 95 percent of the news that you get about Lindsay Lohan or any other of these kind of teen tragic celebrities, quote unquote. Right. Um, are headlines on the cover of of magazines are on TMZ.com and they're like maximum two paragraphs. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a shitty picture with a caption and a stupid little drawing and just like a, a really quick, mostly false synopsis. Right. And when we keep, you know, reading about these things or not even reading, but keep getting just like involuntarily exposed to these things, it it subconsciously paints a picture of these people in our mind and it sucks because we we see them on such a one dimensional level, like I'm, like Lindsay has her problems, and there's some things that she could be doing differently, obviously, but like she is way more than a magazine article, and she's way yeah. more than a front cover story. She is a human being with real problems, and it sucks that like no one is that not that no one is helping her because people are trying to help her, but it just it's yeah. a huge combination of of just a lot of 
kind of one-dimensional, one-sided things that... Yeah. Will we ever know the true Lindsay? I mean, I think that, I don't think that... we will, because I think... I remember um, even in the docuseries, she mentioned that, like, when there's a camera around, she's on. Yeah. So... Which, you know, I think is, is normal. Yeah, I think that that is really normal. I think when you know there's a camera filming you, you're always going to act different. There's no way you can't. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know if anyone will ever know Lindsay except Lindsay. And I, I think on a, on a degree, like, I mean, we aren't friends with Lindsay. Lindsay doesn't know who 99.9% of her fans are. Like, do we even have a right? Right. Yeah. You know? Well... That, you know, she did sign up for the show. That's true. So we, we have true. a right to watch the show, mm-hmm. at least. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I have a good answer to that. Yeah, it just it's really interesting because I like half of me was wanting more and half of me was like, it's it's like watching a really like sad circus elephant, like be taught to do <laughs> tricks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that he would mean <laughs> i'm not calling Lindsay fat and i'm not calling Lindsay an elephant i'm i'm saying that she's she's been herded around by cameras oh yeah yeah her entire okay. life i understand the analogy yeah now. there you go it took, it took a I've while i've never been to the circus really <laughs> no i think i've only been once what a tangent to get off of uh, yeah <laughs> from Lindsay to circus soon Brittany oh. will be there I know. But, I love Brittany. Oh, oh, Lindsay. I just, it's really interesting because I, like half of me is, like I was saying before, half of me is like, you know, kind of happy it's over because, I mean, they didn't get renewed for a second season. It, this is it. Well, they didn't. It was only ever, like, I saw some of those news articles and stuff about it not being renewed or whatever, but they were saying that, you know, it was only ever supposed to be these two oh, okay. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So it what that it wasn't like canceled or anything. It was just it was what it was. Yeah. I think that that's true. And moral yeah. of the of the story, Lindsay Lohan is a complicated human being just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Very. Very. So that's that's my Lindsay story. I know it's a little more depressing, but do you do you have anything well, other I'm than, sure, than that? Well, I'll I'll always be rooting for Lindsay. Same. I'll just say that at the end. Um, I've got going into some celebrity stuff. Mm-hmm. I I do love me some celebrity gossip. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, awful, it's hard to it's not. Hard, yes, it is. It's very hard not to. But okay, you saw the alleged <laughs> video. <laughs> Oh, the, the video that allegedly showed um, mm-hmm. Solange, Beyonce's sister, um, Beyonce and Jay-Z in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? I did. I, I saw it. I, th- I think someone linked me. It was like a TMZ video or something. Yeah, it was TMZ. And it was recorded on someone's phone. Like oh. someone had recorded the security camera on their phone, apparently. Okay. Um, but so all that had been going on for a while. There have been all these rumors about why Solange would allegedly do that or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But did you hear that they finally released a statement? No. Yeah. Um, this is from CNN. Mm-hmm. Um, it says Solange, Jay-Z and Beyonce released a statement about the surveillance video. Um, they say... Um, as a result of the public release of the elevator security footage on Monday, May 5th, there has been a great deal of speculation about what triggered the unfortunate incident. But the most important thing is that our family has worked through it. Jay and Solange each assume their share of responsibility for what has occurred. They both acknowledge their role in this private matter that has been played out in the public. They both have apologized to each other, and we have moved forward as a united family. The reports of Solange being intoxicated or displaying erratic behavior throughout the evening are simply false. And then they go on to say, we're a family like everyone else. We got problems. We love each other. We mm-hmm. want to put this behind us, and we want you to put this behind you yeah. as well. <laughs> Please, America, forget about this. <laughs> so, yeah, they finally, I, you know, I don't know. If it can be said that it's alleged anymore. Yeah. Because, you know, they've sort of addressed it. They have. So I guess that means it's not, but I don't, 
I don't know. I still am hesitant to say because, you know, you don't want to mess with Beyonce. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because Beyonce is Beyonce is Queen Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I, I, you don't want to mess with Solange either now. If uh, apparently, apparently, I want to I make a, um, a statement about this. I, okay. Uh, I had no idea who Solange was mm-hmm. until this happened. Yeah, they. I, I saw someone on TV say this is the most famous she's ever been. And um, I don't think I'll ever hear about her ever again, <laughs> to be quite honest. I knew one of her songs. I couldn't tell you the title. I had it. no idea she even sang. Wow. Yeah, she, well, in a lot of interviews or in, in a couple that I've seen, she's asked to like not be associated with Beyonce, sort mm-hmm. of. Like, she sort of has wanted to make her own path. I feel like yeah. that's what she's wanting to do. Um, and so she's always sort of disassociated herself with that. I mean, if my sister was Beyonce, I yeah. wouldn't really want to be part of the music industry. Yeah. Because, like, you, she has that would, cornered. You would always sort of be in the shadow. Yeah. No one wants that. No. So... Yeah, but but, yeah. but we I guess we will probably never know what caused I mean what caused such an outlash yeah. there because I mean you saw the video it was I did. pretty serious yeah it was like she was going at like Jay-Z. I have never I've attacked someone I don't think <laughs> not not that you remember <laughs> not that I remember <laughs> allegedly <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> No, but, like, I, I understand that, like, I I mean, it is a private manner. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying, totally. I'm not saying that, <laughs> I'm, I'm not advocating for violence in any mean, but, like, families get in arguments, yeah. families bicker, sometimes it gets your, physical, but, I guess. I guess. It's I mean, like, never... I've, I've never gotten physical with, like, my yeah. family in, in any sort of, like, I don't way. think that me and my sister, like, you know, we used to like wrestle or roughhouse when we were younger. Mm-hmm. But since we've both been adults, same, we have never like attacked each other. No, like that is like way. vicious. I yeah. have a, I have a feeling that, like, you know, it was probably due to, I mean, like drinking can have a, a, a huge effect on well, how your yeah, but the statement. Well, the, the, the statement says it wasn't because of intoxication, but oh, that's okay. the statement. I mean, like if if I if I was in the situation, I would rather like, I would rather rather have someone say that it was because I was drunk and, <laughs> <laughs> instead yeah, of like oh that, I was use that as sober. an excuse exactly. Yeah. Like I would be trying to cover my tracks with that, but be like oh man, I just had a few drinks. Mm, but I mean, I don't know. Like this is this is as you said, <laughs> this is probably as famous as Solange is gonna be. Mm-hmm. I just like people are people are saying this is sort of like it's a very interesting situation because um, you know Beyonce and Jay Z are so private. Yeah, they're very private. Like we know nothing really mm-hmm. about them of their relationship or whatever, and so it's. I I saw some news report that said it was it was interesting that they even addressed it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess they felt they needed to. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last we hear of it. And yeah, I, I would I, not be I hope, honestly, because like... You know there will be no questions about it in interviews with any of them. Exactly. You know that that will be the, the thing that they have to sign a form saying they will not talk about. Exactly. So, yeah. We no. will probably never hear about it again. And honestly, like, maybe it's because that I'm not really, like, a huge, like, celebrity gossip buff when it comes mm-hmm. to like these kind of musician celebrities and stuff like that I mean, i'm just not i just have better i i could be watching anime like whatever <laughs> um but just like i i think it, it's for the best that that they're kind of like nope like it's over it really is kind of a private matter and of course the public's going to want to get their grimy hands on more information but it's really not their right so i'm like whatever it happened yeah, it got I taped still, it's kind of just though. like <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those. I'm just some nosy. I yeah. just want to know. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It's. It doesn't kill me to not know. Yeah. Like, to move on easily. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, well, you you have you have Solange and Jay Z, and we're gonna switch over to the continent of Japan once again. Not Tomodachi life. Kiari. Um, <laughs> Kiari Pamu Pamu. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, um, tell me, because I don't know a lot about what you're about to say. Okay, so, well, this, I, honestly, I just saw this on Tumblr today, so this is, like, a very fresh news story. Um, but is it, like, verified? It is verified. She okay. announced this. So I, I should preface this by kind of explaining what, um, or, or who Kiari Pamu Pamu is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because a lot of you probably, you may know, you may not know. Um, Hopefully she, they do. She is this kind of kawaii Harajuku Japanese fashion icon um, that kind of took the world by storm. She had a viral video um, called Pon 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 that came out, I don't know, like a year ago? Maybe a little more Maybe than a year ago. Yeah, probably longer now. And um, it, it featured this really wacky art style in the background and it was like really weird. And It's like everything you expect japan to be sort of exactly like it is very like it's the epitome of japan it was very like how we see japanese pop culture sort of i guess yeah and so she is this kind of fashion icon turned musician and i i use the word musician lightly because (laughs) like i i am i'm obsessed with japanese pop music like it is i've been obsessed for the past like couple years it is literally engulfed my entire life Mm-hmm. Um, but she, it's, it's, you know, she is not writing the songs lyrically. She's not writing them, you know, the, the she's more compositions. Of a muse. She, she is, she's a muse. She's, she's this, like this, this caricature that is kind of used by her producer to kind of amplify this music and, and add visual effects and stuff. So, I mean, I'm not saying that it's bad. It, it's not, it's, it's definitely great. It's, it's so funny and very popular and I'm in love with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, so she has a new album that's coming out. She had an album that, um, well, her first album that came out was called, oh, I don't remember what it is. I don't know what the titles of any of her albums. I just have her songs and they're just, I just never pay attention because they all like, there wasn't sort of like an evolution between the albums. That's true. And so like, they all just sort of sound the same to me. Yeah. And it's mostly because that. All her albums, because it's all the same, the same styling. It's all by the same producer. And Mm -hmm. her albums are mostly um, comprised of singles that are just kind of, that are released throughout a year and a half. And then they just kind of like engulf them with a couple new songs and then release an album. So it's like 95%. So they do all sort of run together. Yeah. There mm. is, you know, there isn't any like theme change within each album. It's pretty continuous. Yeah, it is. It is pretty continuous, but um, she has. She's releasing her third album. Um, she, uh, I don't think she's announced when it's getting released, but she announced that it is a thing on May eighteenth at the Zep Tokyo um, venue, which is part of and which she performed there during um, her world tour for twenty fourteen. She announced that she has a new album coming out called Pika Pika Fantasian. <gasps> So perfect. It sounds very kawaii. I'm very interested in it. But I uh, have I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. Hopefully well, it'll you be know, good. We were talking about her being continuous, um, or her style sort of being continuous, but you know, her last not family party, mm-hmm. but the song before that I'm not gonna ever say it right. You may know Hajima Rin Yes. Rin, Rin, you, yes. Know, you know what I'm talking about. Um that one did feel different. It did because it was not it was different slower. from um, which you, me and you are both huge perfume fans. Yes, of course. Oh, perfume! It sounded just like um, sweet refrain. It did. <laughs> it, it, it was literally a sweet refrain ripoff. And... Which is, you know, they have this. They have the same producer, of exactly. course. Exactly. Um, so, it it kind of seems like maybe he's in a new mindset do Mm -hmm. you know if her new album is going to be produced by him again well i'm not sure i don't think that she's announced it but through the like with that song which i can't pronounce either she the the rough translation we'll just call it the graduation song yeah because it's like that's what it's it's really you know translated to in english it's this like graduation song and the themes in the lyrics allegedly i don't I don't read Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I read <laughs> blogs that like do really shitty translations of the lyrics. Um, but apparently it's about her kind of like maturing as an adult and yeah. doing more things and kind of leaving the past behind. So maybe that means that she's going to go in a different musical style for this new album. I'm very intrigued to see what's going to be. I think it up would be alley. good if she did. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's only it's, 
she can only spend so long in sort of this like kawaii super trying to look 16 yeah. you know sort of phase or something before you before it just becomes sort of played out exactly um i agree with you and i don't think she's hit it hit that point yet but i do think i kind of get the impression that even she sort of sort of wants to move on from that mm-hmm. just from some interviews i've seen or some things i've seen yeah and i i think in a tweet recently she said which i read the translated tweets i can't read her tweet <laughs> but i think she said she wanted to dye her hair black Ooh. or something yeah i don't don't quote me on it but um <laughs> i think curious. that would be awesome yeah. yeah i i i don't know i'm just slow-mo off that single the you b-side love that song i did oh my god i listened to it on repeat like for days, I loved yeah, it. So I much. I never really got into slow mo. I um, wanted a music video. I yeah, and but it was a B side to yeah. was it Family Party or what's the other one? I don't remember. No, it was it was a B side to the graduation. Yeah, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Um, and I I listened to that afterwards after you told me how great it was, and I stopped skipping it and actually listened to it, and it's really good. It was in that commercial for those glasses. <gasps> oh, and you loved those glasses. I, lo- I want those glasses. And it was just the perfect commercial. There's like, <laughs> she's in the desert with a goat. It is it's everything I want to be in life. You are. And the, the we have the, I, I have the exact same pair of, well, not the exact same pair, the exact same kind of circle lenses that she wears in that uh, commercial. Joseph Birdsong's the new Kawhi <laughs> J-pop star. You heard it here first. Yeah, I'm. Obs- you know, you already know that about me. I love I know. circle lenses. Oh yeah. I could only bring. I only brought one pair with me to San Francisco, though. Um, who are you? What? I'm gonna have to have my. Okay, we're venturing off a little bit here, but mm-hmm. okay. Um, when you get them, you have to order them from like an East Asian country yeah. because I don't think they're legal to be sold here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they come in like these cute animal cases from certain sites that you email or that you buy them off of. And cute. they don't keep them like they don't seal them super tight. Mm-hmm. And so like you have to if you don't wear them, you have to rewater them every like couple months. Oh, so I'm going to have to have my mom like water, <laughs> take water your lenses, water like all 10 pairs of lenses I left at home. <laughs> What? That is the weirdest thing. Doesn't get much gayer than that. You know, I... God bless (laughs) you, though, because those circle lenses, like, I I wear contact lenses. I wear, like, regular old, like, contact lenses because I'm blind. Mm -hmm. And they're thin, and they aren't very big, and they're, like, a a soft lens. And I've seen you... I mean, I've seen you in person at VidCon. um, Yeah. And those weren't even my biggest ones. No, no, no. And you told me that they weren't your biggest ones. And Mm -hmm. then I, I, you made a video a while ago about your circle lenses Mm -hmm. and those looked massive. They are huge. You know, the funny thing is though, okay, when mm -hmm. I work, I wore regular contact lenses for years and years and now I wear glasses. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had to wear um, contacts for astigmatism. Okay. So they were extra large and Mm -hmm. they had these indentions on two sides of them that you had to line up with the top and the bottom of your eye oh so you could see properly because my eye is not a sphere it's like a football or something mm-hmm. um and so it doesn't like wearing huge lenses doesn't doesn't bother me and actually some of my circle lenses the diameter is smaller than my regular contact lenses oh my god <laughs> but i think my biggest pair is a lot is a lot bigger okay my, yeah, it's it's that pair that she wore in that commercial is my biggest pair, I think. Wow. Yeah, that's like I you deserve a round of applause for your circle <laughs> lenses, but they but the my eyes are going like, to fall out in a few years. Yeah, but yeah, they might. But like they look so cute. Like, I love them. I'm obsessed. It you never so notice like um well because I wear glasses now and they sort of make my eyes look smaller mm-hmm. because they're that's just the kind of glasses they are. Um, and when I have in the circle lenses, like I, I never really notice how much it like adds to your face. It does. It brightens everything up. It does. It just like makes you look awake. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like do anything else. You just can pop them in. And you're, but I never wear them for more than I don't. I think they tell you you're not supposed to wear more than like five or six hours at a time. Yeah. Um, and I usually only wear them about once or twice a week. Okay. 
Yeah, but, I don't but you look so day. cute when you have them in. So. I know, I love them. We should also probably say that if you're going to wear them, don't wear them because of me, because they can cause some problems. So look <laughs> up the... Joe, Joe does not want to be held responsible <laughs> I'm for not your gonna eye-wearing problems. I'm not going to endorse that. Yeah, you need to look up the hazards for yourself and see if it's <laughs> worth it. You need to make that decision. Do your research before you... If you decide to dive into circle lenses, do your research mm-hmm. beforehand. Look at all the dangers exactly but look at all the benefits also of looking yeah, kawaii look at, as hell of looking awesome yeah. looking awesome <laughs> oh my god well i think that we i think we have do we have enough time for my last story or or should we wrap well, it up what's your last one well my last story is i i've uh, i had three stories about um well we had three stories in, in in total about japan including this one it's about the anti-loneliness cafe that's gone viral in japan oh yeah tell me about it okay so this is from cnn and i've also read about this before um because it 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 happened it's it started like happening and getting on the internet a couple months ago but now mainstream media is picking it up but essentially um so god bless japan we have japanese pop music we have homophobic nintendo and now we have (laughs) this diner slash cafe where you go to alone and there is food and beverages and a table and chairs and you get your food and your stuff that you ordered and you sit at your chair and then you can pick one of these very cute stuffed animals to that is provided by the cafe to so put across for you. <laughs> you're having a tea party as an adult. You're having a tea party as an adult <laughs> in public with other people you know i would i'd do this even not at this cafe i'd bring my own stuffed animal and prop it up yeah i (laughs) that's a good way to get people to leave you alone too exactly but what's interesting is apparently some people that have gone here like the, the some some like tourists or people who who aren't used to this kind of culture in japan have gone here and have said that the people allegedly look really depressed <laughs> oh and it makes me feel sad but the the cafe if you guys want to look it up is called moomin house cafe and it was opened up in japan in 2012 but of course now it takes america and english media to pick japanese you know culture up it takes them it takes them so long to like pick this up so of course it's it's a couple years old but it's uh, CNN quotes it and it says to save its lone customers from the awkward perils of solo dining. The cafe kindly seats diners with stuffed animal companions called Moomins. Moomins. Is that like a play on humans or is that like a Japanese I think, word? I think it might be a play on humans, like some like mm. Japanese thing. Sounds cute. I mean, the, the, the stuffed animals are cute. Like I'll, are they life size or are they like, no, well, they're they're like bigger. Like I, I I just sent you a little picture, so maybe you can you can look at it. Oh, I'll look at this. But Let they're they're it. cute. I think they're cute. But I, you know, oh, I, they are pretty cute. That looks know? like a little hippo, a little hippo or rhino in the background or something. Exactly. I just, um, I don't this know. reminds me of they also have these cafes in Japan that are like cat cafes. Ugh, I've 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 watched so many videos of cat cafes. Oh my cafes. god, I want to go so bad because it's just like these which, you know, you would think is very unhygienic or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't really care to be honest. No, they're because I love um, cats. I know, I do too. I w- I would love to go in a cafe and there just be cats roaming around. Which, Ugh. you know, sometimes you go into like a a corner store or something in a big city like New York and Oh yeah, they have the owner has their cat roaming around, hanging out, <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> no, I know that they um they opened up a cat cafe in Brooklyn, I believe, really mm-hmm. recently, like over the past oh, six months. Really, um, and apparently it's a big success. But um, allegedly it's really hard to like, I because I, I know people have wanted cat cafes in the U.S., but I think it's a it's an animal rights thing and a, and a hygiene thing oh, yeah, and like yeah. a building code thing that like restricts us from having those. But if I, if you and I ever go to Japan, we're going, you, A, we're buying circle lenses. We're going to a Kyari Pamu Pamu <laughs> concert. And then, I'll already be wearing mine. <laughs> well, I, I need a pair. You know that I took mine, I took my driver's license picture with my circle lenses in. Not even surprised. And so I have to wear them when I go through like security and stuff because I look so different. I'm afraid that they won't recognize me from the Who picture. is this? I know. They'll be like, who is this beautiful human in the picture? <laughs> 
And there's like, this alien BDI'd, sitting in front of me. Like beady-eyed me shows up in front of him. Oh my god. Well, mm-hmm. I I think that that that's a good wrap up for for this week's episode. What do you I think? I think that was a good episode. That was yeah, fun. Great. We got some good topics. Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes or via SoundCloud at theshowsamandjoe.com. You can follow me, Sam, at twitter.com slash bitcrunch and at soundcloud.com slash bitcrunch. And you can follow me, Joe, at twitter.com slash josephbirdsong or my blog, josephbirdsong.co. We'll see you all next week on The, the show. show.